Hey guys, it's a great day to live for Jesus. My name is Pastor Mike Grover, and this is the In the Word podcast, a twice-weekly devotional journey through the New Testament, where together we will stop, look, and learn what the Lord has to say to us today. In the Word today, we find ourselves in Matthew chapter number 3. And we read, beginning in verse 1, where it says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness, or in the desert of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So it begins by saying, in those days. Now, when you take those in those days and you look back a chapter, you say, well, how could it be in those days Jesus was only a small child and now he's 30 years old and about to be baptized? Well, the last thing it says in the last chapter is Jesus and his family moved back to Nazareth. And so my assumption is that in those days were in the days where Jesus was still probably living in Nazareth and traveling from there. And so in this chapter, we're introduced to one of the key figures in the New Testament and in the life of Jesus Christ, and that's John the Baptist. John the Baptist was Jesus's earthly cousin. He was the son of John and Elizabeth, and his story is told to us in Luke chapter 1. And John is here saying that he is fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse number 3, that told that when the Messiah would come, there would be one that would come before him and prepare the people of Israel to receive their Messiah. So here's John, he's baptizing. He's baptizing not in the sense that we get baptized today. A Christian baptism on the other side of the cross is a picture of the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. John's baptism was more of a Jewish ceremonial baptism. A Jewish baptism would be called a tevilah, and actually Jews would have baptistries called mikvah. And there are several references in the Old Testament, Leviticus 8, Leviticus 14, and really this practice among the Essenes, which John the Baptist was, of these ceremonial cleansings or washings that symbolized being cleansed from defilement. So here's John, and as a sign of repentance, that involves confession of sin in verse 6 and fleeing the wrath to come in verse 7, he's baptizing these folks in this symbolic cleansing, calling Israel to repent of their rejection of God and this really ceremonial cleansing of their sin. So here's John, and he's preaching, and he's calling the nation of Israel to repentance so that they would be ceremonial, ready to receive their Messiah. And some were coming to be baptized that John did not believe really meant it, and he sends them away. And then all of a sudden, in verse number 13, Jesus shows up, and he asks John to baptize him. Now, John is taken aback. Why would Jesus need to be baptized? He had no sin. He needed no repentance. And there was no wrath for Jesus to flee because that was the penalty on sin. And so in verse 14, John basically says, no, 
I need you to baptize me. It says, but John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you, and you're coming to me. So basically, John doesn't understand why Jesus needs to be baptized. And really, it could be a little confusing. Here's Jesus. He's perfect. He's the Son of God. He's sinless. He needs no repentance. He needs no confession of sin. He's not, there's no wrath for him to flee. But yet he comes to John and says, I want to be baptized. And when John says no, Jesus basically says to him that John, in verse 15, that John needs to allow it. And it is necessary because it is an act of righteousness. And when John heard those words from Jesus, he baptized him. Now, you see, you got to understand this. Jesus was not only perfect because of who he was, the Son of God, but Jesus also lived perfectly. His life was the fulfillment of everything Adam, the first man, was not. Jesus was the second Adam. He was the living embodiment of everything that God created human beings to be as far as their earthly life is concerned. He was an example of the perfect man. And in becoming the sacrifice for our sins, it was not just important that Jesus was perfect, but it was important that Jesus had lived perfectly and he had fulfilled all obedience that the Father would have required from any other human being. And so Jesus is being baptized in order to have perfectly fulfilled the will of the Father in this life not just as an example of us to be baptized also, but really that Jesus in his life would live out that perfection. Now, this act of righteousness of Jesus Christ is met with the absolute approval of God the Father in verse number 17. But it's interesting because in verse 16, it says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway or immediately out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting or sitting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So this is a significant moment. The Father, God the Father, we hear his voice from heaven. We see God the Holy Spirit descending upon God the Son while he is in the water. What a beautiful picture of the three persons of the Trinity showing up together in this significant moment. And it's just really, really interesting to me that in the middle of this and everything that is going on in Jesus fulfilling this act of righteousness, that God the Father in that personal communion and relationship with Christ, he says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. You see, Jesus' life pleased the Father. You think about this baptism. Jesus does here the inconceivable, the inconvenient, and really the nearly inexplicable. Why would he submit to this act of humility and this ceremonial cleansing? I mean, think of who he was. He was the Son of God, but he did it in order to please his Father. You know, there's an old saying, there's only two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. 
And here's Jesus, although he had no sins to confess, he had no wrath to flee, totally not like us at all, because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And there is wrath for us to flee uh, through the cross of Jesus Christ. But here is Jesus, the perfect one, doing everything in his power while on this earth to please his Father. What an example to each of us. The Bible tells us in another place that Jesus did always those things that please him. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 1, Paul said how he taught the Thessalonians and he commanded them how they ought to live and how they ought to please the Father as well. So what is the word for today? It's simply this. Our lives are not our own. They belong to the Father, and our highest ambition should be to get up every morning and to live for Him and to do those things that please Him. Only two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey together through the New Testament.